Hello everyone and welcome to the 23rd episode of the OrcoCast. With me, my beautiful co-host, Lord Valgaming. Hi. And my beautiful co-host, Bum Bum Down There. Hey everyone. We are going to talk about... What are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the uh, Sony press conference. At least we touch upon it. We're going to talk about the scandalous mid-roll ads on Twitch, and we're hopefully going to talk about BPM. Let's go, guys. We had a, I would say, middling presentation of uh, Sony with their press conference on the PS5. What is our takeaway from that? We had pricing. We know now that we got dude two different models yep. of the console one with drive and one without drive which is also interesting to me at least um i called that last on the last podcast on the last podcast no you said they would bring a downgraded version with uh specs with with different specs that's what you said did i oh i didn't mean to say that actually meant to say they were going to bring that's what i was disappointed about the xbox one because the s the series s is a downgrade yeah and i was hoping to see just a plain no disc console which is what playstation has done which in my opinion is absolutely excellent excellent it's a really good idea yeah and still like because the prices are pretty much on the disc version are the same as series x mm-hmm and you get a hundred dollars or hundred quid mm -hmm. down on the discless version, which is still a lot yeah. considering it's the same specs. And I can't imagine that that drive itself is hundred quid. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a really I, it's, a, I, it's a decent saving. It it shows that Sony knows what they are doing because the losses <clears throat> they make from the discless version it can easily recuperate with the sweet 30% share we touched last time on. Because they get licensing fees and then they get <clears throat> fees from their store and everything. And this is a great, 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 great move by them. It's a bit different uh, from what Microsoft did. I think both, both moves have their valid options. Um, or are valid. This is what makes this in generation the upcoming generation again i said last week i will say it this week again so interesting it's all very different very different approaches yeah to console gaming and that what makes it very unique this time and this is what makes it also exciting to watch at least from the sidelines because i don't plan on getting a console anytime soon as I already mentioned. Well, prices of the games, as Bum Bum said, would um, be around 50 to 70 dollars. Spider-Man seems to be 50 dollars. Demon's Souls Remake is 70, which is kind of odd, considering that Spider-Man is their flagship title and you'd think they will probably price it a little bit higher and Demon's Souls is more niche. No, I think the way they, uh, or at least the way it was presented, it's the Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales 
is more of a it's an extension of the origin of the original Marvel Spider-Man on PS4. They I think also trying to entice more people through a cheaper, more famous brand. And Demon Souls is a it's not a real remaster, it's a complete like it's remade from ground up. It's a game that, you know, it's completely made from the ground up by a different studio, though it's not from software, it's a blue point. And I think that's how it's gonna be. Like the big first party titles are gonna be usually priced around seventy dollars and the smaller games that aren't as either as big or as seen as something that's gonna be like an incentive to buy the console. I think they're gonna be priced around the more attractive price points of like sixty still or sixty five dollars. Actually that's that's what I'm like seeing it. I mean uh further. A lot of a lot of Sony's titles have been at least in my country um when they start seventy euros for the longest time now. Uh I still remember that games like Days Gone, for example, launched at a whopping sixty nine, which is the best number, ninety nine. Uh, so I'm not really surprised there because they tried to squeeze in a out a lot of money. Yeah. Sorry, I honestly think that just the pricing of the games were going to go up at some point. I mean, I think that was a bit uh, inevitable, isn't it? I didn't yeah. say I'm surprised by it. I am used to seeing price tags sixty nine ninety nine on <laughs> my console game games yeah, even... already. Do you guys think it's fair? It's a fair price, or? I mean, it was coming at some point. Like now or the next gen, like you like nobody is probably happy about it. But at the same time, like the the game prices haven't been adjusted for inflation and you know other factors in mm -hmm. almost like two decades. I think personally um, that I'm I would be okay with it if they wouldn't just put microtransactions and other stuff in there. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm okay paying it for a game where I know I get, you know, a decent package where it's not going to try to squeeze more money out of me through microtransactions. Whereas if, you know, you can bet EA is going to jump on that bandwagon and the next FIFA is going to be, you know, $70 and there's going to be half the content that was in the last game. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. So... Here, here's the thing. Um, EA releases this uh, X-Wing Squadron Fighter thing in October, and it would be the perfect birthday gift for me because this is one or two days after my birthday. And because I, I love X-Wing TIE Fighter, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, like the games from the 90s, and I, I would love a good Squadron Fighter. But I'm pretty sure the price tag on that thing already worries me deeply. It's $39.99 and I'm sure no matter what that is they're gonna throw so much monetization on top because it's that cheap in their eyes that you that it's probably unplayable to me. Has there been any 
big year release without major monetization at this point. No, that's the beauty of it. EA yeah, is so. it's very, very, very predictable. I mean, if it comes out with uh, EA, EA Access, might give it a go. Yeah. If you have the Ultimate Game Pass, you don't even have to give EA any money, really. Yeah, so what else What else was there on the show? Um, they showed a few games, um, but nothing of interest, I think. Yeah, I don't think there was anything really that was either completely new or that stand out. How do you guys find the pricing of the console? The pricing of the console is what I expected. Strangely, the same exact same price as the Series X. Isn't that a, a coincidence? I'm pretty sure it was intended to be that price because Sony's Sony's been memed to hell and back with five ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. So they're not so they're not gonna go above. I I think since we since we talk about a Japanese company, the five ninety nine me. It's like, I think that's probably something that hurt their pride so much that they will avoid yeah. it in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they, if they, and, and if it's just a loss for them, a massive loss, they will never go ever over that thing again. Yeah, because, yeah. because even still, it's a meme, so, yeah. yeah. I even used that meme recently on Lord Val's vlog. It's still around and in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think the pricing is good. Um, like Bumbum said, I don't think they will go ever, 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 ever over four ninety nine at this stage, because just out of their culture as well, or of the corporate culture, out of yeah. Japan. Then again, they moved. Basically, the PlayStation division all over to uh, the US, mm. West Coast. Maybe it yeah, changes. I, yeah, I assume that's where the digital version comes from. Yeah, probably. Um, that was probably their idea. Then we had... Uh, so, yeah, price, price is okay. It's an okay price point for a console. It's nothing to... Um, I don't think personally that console manufacturers can go over this limit. That's the limit of yeah, what I think people so. are willing to pay for a console. That's basically, yeah, it's the limit. You cannot, you cannot say it differently. It's like boom, there. This is exactly the limit. It's like the the, the magic barrier. If you break that, people will riot. Yeah. Also, uh, when it comes to the backwards compatibility, I think they guarantee 99% compatibility with PS4 games. So I would assume it's some of the PSN games from the PlayStation Network probably might not work, but I would assume most of your disc games will work. And some of the games will offer, after you pop them in, they'll offer essentially your play, you will be playing the Upgraded version instead of the last gen, last gen version. That's nice. And I was gonna say there was um, one more thing. Yeah, go on. I'll try to remember. I'm I'm kind of glad I kept my PS4 games collection then, because I have some some cool oddities like Odin Sphere, 
and I'm pro probably getting Aegis Rift, or what it's called, the new Vanillaware game. If it's yeah. nowhere else to be released, so I can play it on PS5 eventually down the road. If it's yeah. ever gonna be released on in Europe, because that's still up in the air. Oh, they don't have a European release date, yeah? No, I don't think so. Or is it is just in Japan and not in the West at all? Uh, it, it came out in, in the US this or last week. Oh, okay, then you could totally get it. Yeah. Because it's a it's a region free console. Oh. Awesome. That's actually something I love. I yeah, just and... that that's something I find immensely consumer friendly. Region free region free consoles. That doesn't mean that your games will be region free. Ha 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 Atlas. Uh I'm gonna bleep that out. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but Atlas did a thing, which I'm still mad about. Yeah. Um, also, I forgot to say, uh, every single PS4 game that has Pro compa uh, PS4 comp uh, compatibility will run in the PS4 Pro mode when you put it into PS5. That sounds amazing. Is there backwards compatibility to PS3 as well? They essentially nuked any compatibility with PS3, 2, or 1. So still up in the air is also the compatibility with the PSN games or PSN versions of PlayStation 1, 2 games that are on the PS4 store. I Yeah, they probably nuked that too because I, I would wager at least because PlayStation now is delicious money, I think. Yeah, I would assume that they move it all the way there. Yeah, and that is kind of, yeah, but yeah. Let, let's not talk about that because, yeah, at least they are trying to keep those games intact for the next generation. I'm just yeah. worried about that, that we just, or that they just monetize their past to hell and back, and to people who were there to actually buy their games in the past. I'm looking at my Grandia copy right now for PS1. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo does exactly the same thing. Yeah, I know, and I don't like them for it at all. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a um, thing with yeah. Sony yeah. and Nintendo, sadly. Yeah. I'd love to play my games. That's that's something I I would like to have, or like to see that they at least try to make stuff backwards compatible again. I'd pay the extra to have a machine that's compatible. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> okay. I I would not pay extra. No, I would consider the service as a lot for long-standing customers. Because imagine having like four generation of a console manufacturer just to get shafted on the fifth generation and they tell you ha 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 you cannot play that what you collected over all those years from us. Yeah. Go in the corner and cry. Backwards compatibility is still one of for me at least one of the most important aspects of a console. Yeah, the problem though is as well that you 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 have essentially just two options to go. Either you 
into your console, you put in a legacy style core that will serve as a essentially a secondary machine that runs once you put in a, an older game or you emulate. I think at least for PS1 and PS2 games, software emulation should be no problem at this point. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then again, thinking back to like PS3, because my PS3 is compatible, and uh, the emulation there was atrocious. I I get that, but it wasn't really there. I just say, if you look at this generation that's that comes up now, it's like very far away from the first two generations, and software emulation shouldn't be a problem anymore. Well, it shouldn't be, but yeah, it's it still is. Even like in the when you when it comes to the communities outside these developers. Yeah, I I, I mean I have I have a few Japanese games even here. Just looking at them, yeah. like Fist of the North Star from uh, Axis from the Ar- Guilty Axis. Thank you from the Arxis, Guilty yeah. from the Guilty Gear Deaths. And I would love to play that on pitch perfect, sixty frames per second again, because it's such a good fighting game. Nobody played it, but it's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think software emulation could do that at this point. Oh yeah, like for PS One, I'd say yeah, that like they should have it down. I'm not sure about PS Two, because even. PC emulators struggle with it, and I think for for whatever reason, I think the PC emulators are far ahead of what Fabulous Sony has developed for themselves. Yeah. Oh. What can you do other than cry yourself to yeah. sleep? Microsoft has the definitely the edge on that regard. Yeah, though the the, the issue for me there was when I was thinking about it, uh, some of the games I'd want to play are not backwards compatible. Mm. Because it's not 100% either. It's about like 60 to 70%, which is still good. And it's still like an up on on whatever Sony's offering at the moment. But still, it's far from where it should be as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's the thing is, it's like Microsoft offers it, but at the same time, it's from Microsoft's viewpoint, it's, it's just there. They don't do anything with it. They did at the start of the 360 generation, but afterwards it just fell out because they see the numbers of people actually using it and there is no reason to further develop it. And I think that's the issue as well because yes, we'd love it, but at the same time, how many people are actually going to use it? Because how many people do you see trade in their old systems to get the new ones along with their games library? Yeah. It's just kind of sad. It's sad because I'm like all for as well for game preservation. Yeah. But at the same time, there's the investment where they have to see it and it's just not there. And I kind of get it in there on both sides, Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, I'm. I'm. I I personally just want game preservation to be finally a serious thing mm-hmm. that 
there are like libraries of games where you could go and just get them like with books because everyone is like oh yeah we have to preserve books we have to preserve movies games are not there yet and but they deserve to be there and the issue with the all digital thing that's going on more and more and more and with the cloud thing coming up because that will be the next big step yeah to the point like now in consoles just because yeah. even when you try to say you would love to have a backup or something that you could pull up later you can't because all these systems are so dear on dear dmr to hell that that's just not an option it's like you're one update off and the console's like nope that's a that's a whole other kind of work i i just i just want yeah, I I just I just want some games back. I mean, we we can be glad that a lot of that stuff comes also to PC at this point. Like for example, I installed Death Smiles yesterday, mm-hmm. which is a great bullet hell shooter, and maybe I'm gonna play it a little bit on stream today because I just enjoy it, or maybe play it later a little bit. I don't know yet. Anyways. Death Smiles is great, and everyone should play it. And Akai Katana is from the same devs, and for example, that is not backwards compatible compatible on the new Xbox. (laughs) Anyways, so expectations from the showcase, just to sum it up here. Then we can move on to Twitch midroll. I think the showcase was okay. Um, they communicated very poorly when the pre-orders would get up. Because it was like a tweet attached to the showcase link. Oh, by the way, our pre-orders will go up tomorrow. See you there. Bye-bye. Love you all. Yeah, that happened there. So, we are in the realm now of uh, outsold PS4s, uh, PS5s. They are already sold out everywhere. And the issue is, a lot of people or a lot of uh, scalpers bought them. Yeah, that's that's a that's an issue actually in this industry: scalping, price gouging. They if if these, I mean, I understand that Sony can't really make a that they can't make a lot of consoles. Available at launch due to launch due to current situation, but like, come on, guys, don't don't price gouge. That's not cool. Order one yeah. console, order one another console for someone you love, and then that's it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure because I imagine some of the retailers that were putting up these pre-orders didn't set like one per customer or just didn't you know because all these um backends track maybe ip so you just use an you just use a vpn a burner email and there's now you have a guy who ordered like six of them and is going to sell them for double the price on ebay come the release yeah and that's like a really bad thing to do yeah. At least I would say that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much like every other Nintendo release. 
I know, I know. I have... Or the RTX situation. Yeah, they have that. They have that there as well now. That that's actually a shame that that happened. But that's that's okay. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna buy a PS5 on launch anyway. So, but I'm sorry for everyone who wanted to have one on launch. Yeah. But that's an issue that needs to be talked about in the industry, and it needs to be talked about firmly because everyone loses out except the companies again and the price gouges. Yeah, it's it's also people that are just ready to, you know, shell out whatever they see on eBay because they just want that. Yeah, but uh, I would say if there wouldn't be that uh, the first two, the third one wouldn't exist. But at the same time, it's like, it's always, it's voting with your wallet. If you don't buy from scalpers and just wait, okay. Yeah. Some people can't wait. Yeah. That's that's the that's the FOMO syndrome. Fear of missing out. Yeah. And that's pretty big in the gaming industry. Yeah, so that's that. Alright. Do you guys have anything to add before we some No I'll um oh? I think I I wanted to mention the, the you know the to the price is gonna make a very easy for everyone else to buy both of the consoles because uh, we got the Series S, which is priced cheap, quote-unquote, obviously. Yeah. Because it's not cheap at the same time, but uh, it's a lot cheaper than we would expect. Um, like I said, you know, I would have liked to have the option of having, you know, the PlayStation kind of side. That's what I wanted to see on, on Xbox, you know, a no-disc uh, version of the console. And it will make, you know, um, it will be more expensive, but you still will have the, cap- the capabilities of the of the Series X. Let's say you go for a Series S and then you go for the PS5 without the disc. You, it's almost like a one console, you know, like, a pre- like the previous generation console. It's like you can buy two consoles and it's going to be priced as the same, you know, one console from the previous generation, which is... You know, it's gonna it's gonna have a lot more accessibility for everyone else to have both, not just one. You know, even if you're a, a, a PlayStation main guy, you may get you know the discless version, or you might get the, the actual version with the disc. But further down the road, you can actually think about, oh, I might get the S. You know, what I mean, like I got something yeah. on Xbox, and you know, yeah. it might be a good idea to get it. Yeah, it's it's actually. This generation, and even I, I'm I'm gonna tell you something as well. The S will be even cheaper after a while because I'm fairly certain, um, within the first two years the price will be dropped by a hundred for the S, yeah. just to get that thing out there, and then you can basically get two consoles for a really cheap price and have both systems. Also, uh, forgot to mention, uh before they changed all the trailers uh some of the games said from the showcase that they're coming to pc as well at later dates oh okay that includes the demon souls remake the only thing that Uh, i wasn't uh too keen about is just that there was no really news on playstation plus like i was expecting you know them coming out with a playstation plus big you know kind of like game pass Something really big, you know, show off a little bit the 
with PlayStation no. Plus, we've done this, we're going to add this, we're going to, you know, do these kind of things. And uh, I, unfortunately, we did not get to see. Sony has not the capabilities of pulling off a Game Pass. They just no. don't. I, I, I was kind of hoping that, that they kind of did the same thing, you know, like, uh, say, this is, you know, we, we've achieved this. And, you know, obviously looking at the competition, they have a really good base and you know xbox game pass keeps getting better and better and i was kind of hoping to see them doing something uh, similar in that regard xbox is is a massive advantage in compared to them yeah yeah but for like a that's i think why they not doing something like that as well is because game pass also doing something like a game pass would involve also interacting big time with the PC as a platform for your stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And I think because Microsoft essentially is foregoing any exclusives for this generation, the way they do, uh, the way they're, you know, putting their plans out for now, Mm -hmm. like everything's going to be on Game Pass and Game Pass is also going to be on PC. I think Sony also wants to keep in a way its own platform as a closed platform and what you get on PlayStation is pretty much what you can get only on PlayStation, even though, you know, later it's like, oh, it's going to be on PC as well. But at the same time, I don't think they, as Orko says, they don't have the capability. And just because Microsoft on PC is so entrenched as a, you know, publisher and Microsoft of its own is a platform. For them, it would be a losing battle and a waste of investment as well. Yeah, I think so too. Because here's the thing, like 80% of all computers run Windows. And Sony is already in an in an uphill battle with that one. I think they need to, to um, increase what they offer with PS Plus. I think they could do that. Yeah. But um, I don't think they could pull off a full-on Game Pass. Uh, they they should try. They should try, and um, I think it's a it's a massive. It's just not only for the sake of you know having a Game Pass to compete with the other console or something. It's just the I bet you the revenue uh, Microsoft is getting back from you know Game Pass is amazing. Well, like they, they must have a really good return of revenue on that console. Yeah, but they're also going away, doing away with a gold membership. And it's going to be just Game Pass. Yeah. So to play games, you're going to need the uh, Game Pass subscription. It's going to be essentially what PS Plus is as well. It's a, yes, you get games for free, uh, with it. And at the same time, it's the privilege to play online. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just because Microsoft had like a double whammy, it was Xbox Live Gold and then Game Pass, and now mm-hmm. it's gonna be just Game Pass. So I think in a way they're gonna be like a similar offerings, but two different philosophies. Microsoft's going all in on an open platform where you can play on PC and then, you know, which if you want to play something smaller or, you know, you're in bed, you want to play on Xbox, yes, you can. Mm. Sony's, uh, Sony's pretty much, okay, we have a closed platform that doesn't interact really with 
anything else. You get to play normal limes. You get maybe one or two games a month. And I think what they should do is just have the have a steady PS Plus library instead of a rotating one. Or if you miss, you know, if you for whatever reason it's like, oh, you're a month away, so there's no reason for you to pay for PS Plus, and it's like all your PS Plus games are gone. I think mm -hmm. there's there needs to be change in that regard. There should be, you know, do it like a game based library. There is a couple of games that are there always. It's like you know some classic legacy Sony stuff, and that then either add some permanent additions and then have a, like a rotating games that change maybe every two or three months. I think that's within their capabilities. I don't think they really have the means or even the reason to try pull off something like as open as a Game Pass. Yeah, that'll be. I mean, if they could do that, that'll be amazing. Obviously. Uh, there's some challenges, isn't it? Yeah, huge I mean, obviously challenges. Also, you know, Microsoft is way ahead of the, you know, the curve. They already, no, they've already been doing it for quite a while. So obviously, it makes sense. They have a bit of an advantage in that regard. Let's talk about the scandal that hit Twitch this week. Massive scandal of mid-roll ads. So the thing Twitch did um, after. Um, Facebook Gaming announced their own, uh, or basically it was on the same day. Facebook Gaming announced, hey guys, you can play copyrighted songs now on our platform. And Twitch came out a little bit later with, hey guys, we decided to add mid-roll ads <laughs> to your stream where you have no control over it. Twitch wins. <laughs> yeah, Twitch wins. No, so um, let's talk about it. Uh, Mid-roll ads. Uncontrollable mid-roll ads during a stream. I get that Twitch is a business. I get also that they m must make money somehow and that 90% of our revenue on the internet is done by ads. Come on, dudes. Uncontrollable mid-roll ads during a live stream. Really? Just what you want. I think that comes from a lot higher up. Yeah, I know. I, I think that Twitch just didn't hit some ad targets. Pretty much. And Amazon, or Mr. Bezos, who sees Twitch either as a nuisance on his uh, hairy testicles or as an extended advertising platform pretty sure one of the true is correct or both even said hey do something run more ads you have the capability to and Trish said Mr. Bezos don't no you're already getting flack for the other ads and Mr. Bezos was like be a good advertising platform and advertise Trish was like no touch on, on one thing that you actually mentioned yes and i want to go on to i want i, I didn't want to go on, in, in, into a rant on on twitter i almost did though um i see so many people like uh, flexing now oh we're on facebook gaming facebook gaming allows me to play copyrighted music all right that's fine congratulations i guess you're playing copyrighted music i listen to the copyrighted music i'm not streaming all day long 
when I'm streaming, the one thing is when I was playing copyrighted music in the past on Mixer, I got bored of the music. I got really tired of the music. I, I didn't even want to listen to the music when I was in streaming. Second, you're playing uh, copyrighted music. Then if you think about people like, I don't know, myself, uh, Bobby Laramie, uh, Alpha Gaming, Harry Seller, we as content creators, we're creating music, uh, copyrighted free music. So it's not copyright free because it's copyright free, quote unquote. It's, oh, it's copyrighted by me. Yeah, but you won't claim anything on it. I don't claim anything. So it's copyright free, obviously, because I'm not going to claim it. I see those flexing and, and you know, making fun of, of Twitch and all of that. And uh, it makes me think it's like, so then you don't care about the people that invested time and money on this because there's a big, big money investment and a big time investment onto doing this. We as content creators create that music for you to enjoy. So it's copyright free. So you're not listening to, I don't know, Lady Gaga all day on the stream. And the music, let me be honest, you don't listen to the music at all on your stream. I've never paid attention to the music in my stream on a very rare occasion. Do you think viewers are going to stop watching your channel because you're not playing copyrighted music? You think people care? Because to be honest, the copyright, the, the music on my stream, for example, and if you look at Harry or you look at you know any of the, on any streamer, any partner on Twitch or any you know streamer that has more time on Twitch and it's been longer, listen to the music. The music is it's on the lowest. You can barely hear the music. If everything goes quiet, you hear the music. Otherwise, you can't hear a single thing. It's just, honestly, I, I, I wanted to go on a big rant and say, like, all those flexing about Facebook, allowing you to play copyrighted music, is you don't care about the people that are actually creating the music for all of you for free. Because that comes out of my pocket without asking for anything in return. So, without it to no one. So I think, in my opinion, playing copyrighted music or not playing copyrighted music, it is absolutely redundant. It makes no change, in my opinion. Absolutely no change to what I think about Facebook gaming, which I'm not going to say because otherwise we'll get in, probably could, could get in trouble. It's not going to change what I think about Facebook gaming and it's not going to change uh, absolutely nothing. I think the people that are actually talking about it and flexing about it now because they didn't succeed, most of them, on Twitch. But they didn't have the patience more than succeed. They are hurting the actual people, the actual creators that are investing their time and money onto creating this for them for free. And I, I really wanted to touch on this because it, it does hurt me as a, one of the creators, myself, of that type of music, you know, you put your passion and you, you put your time and passion on it to make people happy, to use it. And people come out with that and everyone posting about it. And I, I was like, I'm baffled. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I, I, I don't understand it. I just don't get it. So here's something, and please don't take this the wrong way. And you know, I love you, and I would play your music. Obviously, people would give more of a shit about a known artist or a known singer 
they can play on the stream for some reason. Then they would about Bobby, about Harris Heller, about you. Because they don't know what kind of work goes into making music. I say this because I'm currently trying to compose some music myself. I have to do it myself. It's even harder to do when you do it yourself. I would be hurt as well. Because it instantly makes everything you did irrelevant. Yeah. And that's the sad truth. Because people would rather play Post Malone, or Lady Gaga as you said, than Lord Val, obviously. Because they automatically think bigger names are a bigger draw. It's also hard uh, to find... Honestly, I, I just don't understand that because it's just you, you can't bear. If you ha if your music is is loud enough for viewers to listen into it, you're doing something wrong. Your audio is messed up. That's the first thing. That's that is as simple as that. There is no way around it. If your viewers can hear your music, then your audio is messed up. And audio is the most important thing in your in, on any stream. That, that is, is true. That is, that is a fact. That is a fact. Everything has to be completely silent in order for your viewers to be able to listen to your music. Uh, yeah. Whatever, you know, you can tell me whatever you want about, you know, uh, playing Lady Gaga or Post Malone or whoever that is. Uh, you know, I, I really, honestly, uh, if my viewers can actually hear my music, I'm doing something wrong with my audio. Not just my audio, but I'm doing something wrong with my stream because audio is the most important thing because people listen to you more than watch nowadays. So, uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I don't, I don't like the fact that people are flexing about, you know, Facebook gaming allowing you to play copyrighted music. I, I just say, so what? So what's the deal? Such a big deal that you can play a guy that doesn't even care who you are. He's making money out of you, mate. Yeah. He's actually making money out of you. And you got people that really work for it. And, not really. Obviously, they work for it. I'm not taking any credit away from, from, you know, music artists or anything like that. Obviously, they work for it and everything, but they're making millions. I don't make nothing. So obviously, it's, it's a tiny bit of, you know, so a little bit of human behavior. I don't know. Just, just support. And, and it's different. It's not only, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'd rather play something that's been created. Before I created mine, I was playing uh, Harry Styles music because I said, you know, it's a creator. It's a content creator. He's making music for free. For, for me to play, absolutely. I'm going to use it. Why? Because he's a content creator and I want to support him. Rather than supporting Shakira, Shakira doesn't care if I play her music. It's completely different. And my music, is like I said, you know, you can't hear the music. You can't. You just can't. You can only hear the music if I step away for one second and everything is quiet. And then you can hear the music. Otherwise, there's no music for you to, to listen to anyway. So, yeah, um, that is my take on uh, that subject. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so copyrighted music is, is one thing. I think the other problem that you have is that there is a lot of people on Twitch, for example, karaoke. And they will shut down Twitch sings in January, which also sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a completely different story. Yeah, I know it's it's a different story. Yeah. Um, that Twitch 
just in general when it comes to music is very lacking let's face it people would want to play their favorite song on stream for whatever reason I get that part as well. Like I said, I'd rather play you. Than yeah, it's just, you know, um, even, you know, if I was on, on another platform, even, even back then, that, uh, like I said, you know, I was playing Harry Seller music when I was actually on Mixer. There was no copyright issues on Mixer. Even though we all thought it was coming at some point, but there was absolutely no issues yeah. at all. And I was yeah. still playing it because I'd rather support someone that is, you know, creating that music for me and is not a rich person that doesn't even care about me is at least he's a content creator which yeah he's making money or or, or whatnot but i'd rather support that guy you know that is actually doing it for for the sake of doing it and you know just one fun and two supporting other streamers so yeah obviously i'd rather you know if if i have to give something to someone i'd rather give it to him so um and like i said i don't i very rarely notice a song Myself, not the stream. So uh, it's on the, on the background. So, uh, like I said, it's just uh, a bit, um, you know, it doesn't matter what uh, you know, what platform you are, or, or Facebook, or Trovo, or, or Beach, or, or YouTube, whatever you are, you know. I don't think it's a matter of, you know, playing the copyrighted music. It's a matter of being, of a, you know, think about those other people, those other content creators that are actually, you know, working hard for it. and trying to get out there and not just by you know supporting and everything it's a lot of variety i mean you could tell before you know uh, among one year ago you could say okay there, there is you know uh, these few playlists and these few songs and it gets very repetitive okay fair enough i get it but now man now you got variety man my playlist is nearly 18 hours um uh, harrison playlist is about the same thing it's about 20 hours long you got music for days. You have got music for days. And then, you know, you got, um, who's that? Uh, you got Bobby's, uh, it's, it's one album at the moment. It's like yeah, 50, 50 minutes, 50 minutes or so. Uh, you know, you, you got plenty of music uh, out there. You know, it's not like just five songs or, or, or two hours of music. There is a lot of hours of music out there. And I bet you, you listen to the music and you don't even, like my playlist keeps going and going and going stream after stream. And I don't even notice it. So yeah, um, that was my take. Uh, also, the the issue with I I know what you mentioned about the the advertisement of big rollouts on Twitch. This is a catch up method. Uh, definitely, it's a problem of Twitch. It's a higher up problem. It's not because they wanted to do something. I think it's this is being pushed from high up, saying, "Hey, uh, they paid this money, and we need to make it up." Yeah. Yep, you need to make it up exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, this is this is a problem. I mean honest Yeah. Sorry, I just want to quick I think I think from higher up came in, oh we see your numbers increase. Can you monetize them more? Bright mine as at Twitch was like, Yeah, I think I can do that. And that's where the middle eight ads came from. Because when you think about it, like even other Amazon platforms themselves are rather savvy when it comes to ads. Usually, like when you get an ad, it's before, it's not during. And I think this was more of a Twitch, Twitch's development team being like, "Yeah, if you're not subbed, you're gonna get mid-roll ads that." Just you you get like that. you get even mid-roll ads when you're subbed. 
think. I didn't get the... Oh, then again, maybe because I'm running uh, an ad blocker. The one guy who sent me the photo of the mineral as he got on my channel, Triad Condoms. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so I had them. They are there. It's proof. And I think the issue is more that during a live stream, um, it's a little bit, let's say, questionable the way of doing mineral ads because the the point of a live stream is being right there when it happens and mm. if they if if the ad just hits when the cool stuff on your stream happens it's kind of bad for the viewer but i would just say okay um, give our affiliates and our partners targets you have to run this amount of ads during your stream no uh, it's kind yeah. of difficult though yeah, yeah, it is. I have the ads. I have the ad bottom actually on my stream deck right here. I think I've used it twice, and both of the times is because it's been sent with the channel points. I never remember to press that button. Never. I I do it when I go to the bathroom. I yeah, actually boy. do that. But that's like once the, once the per stream. Way, it's like once per stream or something. The the you you you'd have to set yourself a timer for a break, basically break timer, and then run the ad. But you could figure it out. I'm just saying it would be much more or much better to give the streamer control over when they run. Yeah, that's for sure. Because as you said, live streaming is a it's a live content that's unpredictable. Yeah. And you want to have at least control over some aspects, especially the ones that are not related to whatever you're doing. You want to control, you know, the back end, the, the systems. And yeah, obviously, like, it, it would suck if, uh, if it would be like, oh, you need to run, like, four ads during your stream. Or be like, oh, you need to run, like, an ad every 45 minutes. Yeah, no. I, I basically think the it's 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 a target. I, yeah. I think it's a target. It's got nothing to. That's why they're not gonna give it to, you know, leave it to chance to random chance. Uh, I think they're gonna go. You know, they had been set that target, and they probably you know they have to achieve the target. So you know, all big companies have the same thing. The big corporations, they you know, they have targets, and you know they. Investors want to get the money back and they want profit. So they've probably been set a target of a certain amount of money and that way they're going to secure that money doing pre-roll ads. That's why they, they wouldn't, they, they're not going to leave it to chance. Whatever yeah. you do probably as extra, you know, uh, ads that you put on your channel when you go on your bathroom break or something, it's going to be extra revenue which is going to add to the numbers and it's going to make them look even better. But um, I think it's just the fact that they need to hit a certain target, so they force everyone to do it. It's a very common uh, usage on on big corporations when they have to hit certain targets. Yeah, like I don't think it's here hitting targets. I think it's just doubling down on the increased viewership for Twitch. 
anything really they have any targets it's just making extra dough off of the increased you know traffic they get now due to the current situation around the world yeah i understand you know it, it comes up a very certain time yeah. you know it's, it's very typical on you know uh, the last quarter it, it's i, I would yeah. just you know uh, th that's because i i know because of my experience uh, i'm talking about it's a different completely different sector but it's my experience, you know, uh, you last, uh, you enter Q4 of the year, you know what I mean? There's been an increase in the past of viewership, as you say, and then, you know, they, obviously the corporation wants to make more money, so they get in touch with the, uh, you know, uh, the people, the sponsors, the people that pay for the ads, and then they say, oh, we got this, and we can make this, and we can increase that, that amount. They say, okay, we pay that much, but you have to increase our, you know, ad viewership amount you know percentage uh, mid, mid roll ads it sounds to me very much like they have to hit this and they have to make it happen there is no choice for them like they have already you know made an agreement with the companies that, and they, they have made the agreement that the companies have to be you know being seen on an ad that percentage more so that will make them secure that viewership secure the everyone is in it and from that point on, everything you do is extra. It kind of like came on this, you know what I mean? Like, bang, bang. It comes at a certain moment. It's Q4 of the year, you know what I mean? After the increase, yeah. after the, you know, the, the COVID where people were staying home and increased the viewership on, on Twitch and then makes a shutdown and increased the viewership on Twitch even more. So obviously they're setting higher targets for Q4, the last, you know. So it just comes up very, very specific you know, date, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. So, you know, that I'm, I'm talking about, you know, I'm not saying it has to be like that. I'm saying, you know, of, of my experience, from my, what my experience is, is usually, you know, it comes, it's September, it's Q4, and you are setting up the targets for the last quarter of the year. I, I, just, I just think that just doing those mid-roll ads is generally... Not a good idea. I understand that they have their uh, quotas to fulfill and whatnot, but just the um, the thing is that taking away the control, or taking away control of the live stream, is kind of terrible. Yeah, like that. There's a thing with corporations. Like they may they may make you know like a positive decisions on the outside, but it's all driven, driven towards making more money. And essentially you're just playing within their little fenced off area at where they set the rules. So it's kind of hard to, because they have to put on like a, a human face essentially, but at the same time, they just need to make money. And in the end, that always takes priority. You know, trying to balance, not not lose whatever you have at the moment, but still increase the output. And a lot of, you know, either Twitch, YouTube, all their decisions, it's like people will kick, scream, and it, they're not great, but at the same time, people will stay just because, you know, that's the places to be still. And no matter, you know, people will complain for you know, a couple of weeks about the mineral ads, but then, you know, a new thing will come up. 
I mean, it's 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 a topic um worthy of discussing. I again, I got people that were, or I saw people who were really, really mad at people for pointing out that this is a terrible idea. It is, it is a terrible idea because uh, yeah, but we but seeing the what is what are the numbers? Uh, one every three people that watch a pre-roll ad at the start of your stream when they tune into your stream lift your lift the actual stream it's a, a, something like that I think it's one every one, one every three I think it is so it's it's a really yeah. bad it's a really bad conversion already so imagine that midway through the actual stream so they have to eat one at the start and they have to eat another one midway through so it's kind of not nice yeah, I was just going to say essentially they're they're gimping the growth of their if their numbers of whatever Val said are correct. Essentially, they're they're gimping the growth of like any potential upcoming creator by thirty percent. Yes, they do. Twitch is notoriously known that they. I know they give us a platform, and I know they uh, this prep platform doesn't run on its own and it needs money uh, to survive I'd look I, I'm gonna put this out there to give Twitch a really terrible idea I'd rather pay as a streamer ten dollars per month so I just can be able to stream there because I would make that back in cheers in bits and everything um, yeah. Twitch also already takes half of my money when people subscribe to me. But, like, I I would totally, as a streamer, I would play, pay a small sum of money just to stream there. Because of the chance you have on the platform. But, I would expect Twitch to actually work on some stuff then. Yeah, the platform yeah. would have to change a bit. Uh, a a in, bit? In, in regards. <laughs> No, like I'm saying, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, it has to change in a way to to accommodate. Plus, then again, it's like it's like um, thinking about it. It's the idea of what green light on Steam did. Yeah. In a in a way, where to where they had an issue with oversaturation, yeah. introducing an entry fee to a degree decreased the amount of trash on Steam. It didn't completely, sadly. It never, but it never will, because it never will. Yeah. People, people are smart enough to circumvent that and make money anyway. They, they will get the fee back somehow. Yeah, but even so, like I think it would also help the uh, noise that's on Twitch as well. Yeah, and that is true. That is very much true. Um. Because if you if you have like if you have to pay like ten let's 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 just take the magic number of ten dollars. Would you invest it, Val, to stream on Twitch? How much? Ten dollars. You'd have to like, pay a monthly fee, ten dollars, yeah. to stream on Twitch. No, I wouldn't pay. No, because it's been free from the from the start, so I don't think. I mean that should be of the of the like of the table. Like no one should even think about that. I don't think. I think that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. You have to actually have to pay for it. Like that will make people even even hungry for money. 
Yeah. yeah. Or they will make them even hungry for money, which is the last thing I want to see. Um, um I I honestly, like I said, before they run mineral ads or ads in front of your stream, I Yeah, but my my point bum, of view my point of view is I'm a streamer as well. So I understand they, they go out. I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna leave a stream if a mid roll out pops up. I just th that those thirty seconds I'll look away and do I don't know, look at my phone probably. Yeah, but like like me, you said, me, it makes deal, it know. makes it makes other viewers leave. That that's the thing. Yeah, I mean people have no patience nowadays. I mean you can't even have a ten minutes uh, video without B roll coming into the video on YouTube because people just disconnect from the channel. People have zero patience. I mean, I mean that, that's never gonna change because they're gonna go to Eurostream and they're gonna have the same pre roll ad anyway. So I don't know. Uh, to me, it's not that big of it's just thirty seconds. Um, I don't think is uh, a massive deal. What Twitch has to work is on the system that YouTube has. YouTube makes five times revenue on ads rather than Twitch. So Twitch, what needs to do is somehow increase the revenue they get from the ads. So that will be actually relevant because it's at least, I think it's more than, even more than five times what you make on ad revenue on, on, on YouTube. It's crazy is the, the amount of revenue you make. So, uh, you know, I I see ads everywhere nowadays. So it's like not to me. To be honest with me, with you, it's like thirty seconds is not gonna change the entire. Um, you know what I think of you. Of you know, it's your stream. I'm 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 there for you anyway. So I don't care about the ad anyway. So if if someone cares about the ad and leaves you, that means they don't care about you. If I'm honest with you, because. At the end of the day, supporting you, and they don't have to pay a single penny for it. There's people watching ads to get bits. Like, come on, man. It's a bit hypocrite. You watch an ad to get bits, and then you don't watch an ad, and you leave someone's stream because you don't want to watch the ad. It's like, you just done it five minutes ago to get some bits. That's, that's, that's just the way I say it. I say it's a way of supporting the streamer without you know anyone having to pay a single penny for it. So... Uh, you know, supports you. It's 30 seconds. I don't, I don't mind that. I mean, I've got plenty of things to do. Anyway, I'm just going to check my phone and see what... I don't know. We all do it. We all do it. And it's supporting you anyway, so... And, and I think the, the... One of the points... I mean, Bam Bam also made a great point about that fee. He said, but just reduce the noise. I think that would create a big... A big issue. I mean, uh, obviously, that, that what I'm saying, obviously, everything that I'm saying right now is from the point of view of a streamer. I'm a streamer as well, so obviously, I don't think... I mean, most of the streamers hate it, but I don't go against it. I don't hate it. I don't love it, neither. I just don't go against it. I say it is what it is. You know, I've worked in corporations before. I know how it works, and I'm a streamer myself, so I know it's benefit from you. You know what I mean? Like, I had, I had a person coming in... Uh, few days ago, you actually mentioned that, you know. Oh, I just got the pre-roll ad. Uh, congratulations. You got three pennies. Just like everyone else. I was like, you like everyone else, man. Like, obviously, you don't have to pay a single penny for it, man. And you actually supported me just by turning into a channel and just watching the ad. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then again, so, I think those people are just there to 
a lot of those people that just complain, especially people that don't stream, are just there to complain because they got something to complain about now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, like for the streamer, I think it's a it's a bit of a bad decision on the part of the lack of control, or at least give uh, because they already have metrics like they have, they hear their streamers based on followers, subscribers, mm-hmm. their view view counts and stuff like that. So maybe make a tier tier thing where okay, the lowest tier has no essentially no uh, control over the ads. Then you have tier that makes you money already enough. So give them the option to have a certain modicum of control about it. So, you know, because as I said, it's live content and why, why you would watch a live content it's for the usually the unexpected mm-hmm. or something that's really awesome that just, you know, emerges through the stream and the ads can ruin it if you don't have any control over it. And that's the thing. So I think like a certain, they they already do that. So just tier that ad thing based on the tier of your streamer. Mm. I think that's one way to control it and make the, the, the impact lesser for people that matter for the platform. It's people you know who who do the grind or people that are already making you enough money. So the ad revenue really doesn't make any sense to impede them in that regard because yeah. say a big streamer is going to probably make you more by if you don't run the 30 second ad yeah i think there is there's is smarter ways to do that than just nuke it from orbit yeah i mean obviously right now twitch is king so we all know it they know it that's a big problem when they know they the king there is no one to compete with them uh, yeah. Whether, whether Facebook is trying to, or Mixer was the one that came the closest one. I don't think Facebook is nowhere near. Absolutely nowhere near. They're miles away and they're never going to make it. I hope they do. I hope they, they do actually make it, but I don't think Matt Zuckerberg is bothered about having Facebook gaming, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. The thing is, though, with Twitch, because the way to approach it is not. To make a platform like Twitch, you have to because you if you to try to beat, yeah, yeah, you have to be different. You can't mm. beat Twitch at Twitch's game. Yeah, yeah. and that's the same do. thing. It's it's like Twitch can't like it's, it's the same thing when we were comparing Twitch to YouTube. It's like Twitch can't. It's it's never gonna approach the, you know the the volume of content as YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just because YouTube is is platform that's straight up built for for either uh, like a edited content or a long form content podcasts, it's like yes, you have to uh, uh, podcasts on Twitch. But if I'm gonna go for any podcast, it's usually gonna be YouTube. Just because I can, I don't have to be live there for it. Uh-huh. I don't have to be, have you know that three hour block for that podcast right then and there. I can go back and watch it. Got on subject, actually, now that you mention it, with the YouTube, the podcast and things, that's where, and you think that's where uh, Twitch is failing on, they're trying to be YouTube in some degree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's essentially two, it's two platforms that are diametrically different. 
trying to beat other beat each other at each other's games. Yeah. And it's just like a big cluster clock. Yeah. And Facebook now we come to the interesting part. Facebook tries to be both at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And fail. also fails at it because if I go to my Facebook page, the interface is just a cluster clock. Like yeah. epic proportion. You don't even know where to post your videos. You don't know how to show them to others. You don't know how to pull up feed. It's just ugh. Facebook gaming yeah. is just not like that. That's I've been saying that from from the start. Facebook gaming is like Max Zuckerberg doesn't probably doesn't even know Facebook gaming exists. In my opinion, Facebook is trying to tap into everything. Okay, so Facebook is the big giant. So. If you are doing something, we want it. If you're doing something successful that is, you know, going all over the place, is we want it. We want to tap on it. And we want to, uh, you know, make everything. Isn't it Instagram part of Facebook now? Yeah, Instagram has yeah, been yeah, part yeah, of yeah, Facebook for a long time. It's like you do something successful digitally. They want to tap into it. They don't care who you are. Uh, they want to tap into everyone. So everyone is like a streaming. Everyone is, you know... Um, Big corporations are making Twitch is making money or, or Throw is making money. They're like, okay, let's go and do it. Let's go and do it as well. Let, let, let's try to make money out of this as well. So obviously, if they see a profitable business, they're going to go for it. Obviously, that's why Facebook is what it is now. They, they're not there because they are, you know, just for being nice. They're there because uh, they, they make profit and they make money. It's a business. I think that's that's what I was about to say, yeah, because Facebook is, I think, spreading themselves way too thin into so many directions. Because even even before they acquired Instagram, they copied like the timeline and all these like photos that you were getting. It's like, oh, this looks like, like Instagram now. Mm-hmm. And now then they were like, oh, now you can stream. And mm-hmm. now we're going to host videos. And it's trying to do too many things. And... It's like a lot of people that I know, like even I, the way I, I engage with, with Facebook is I just have Messenger or my phone and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't even go like to the, to the website. The only reason I go to the website is to like every three months to change my password. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the only way I engage with Facebook. So, and I know a lot of people that do the same. And I'm not sure if there's really enough people like, still browsing the website to really make it worth doing that investment according and, according to some people who switched from mixer to twitch and then to facebook i call bs on that one yeah i really do i think they have big numbers and they have probably great metrics what, on facebook what do you say the people that went to 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 Twitch to Facebook from Twitch, yeah, mi- former Mixer partners, you know them as yeah. well. Okay, they went from Mixer, then they split their schedule between Twitch and Facebook, uh-huh. and then they went to Facebook entirely. Two of them, in fact. Yeah, from our teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people that have changed. Uh, yeah, and they 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 say it's great there. When I'm there, they stream to four people. I don't know what's great about that, but whatever floats your boat, man. 
I mean, uh, uh, it could be on Twitch, could be exactly the same thing. They were streaming yeah, to more people on Twitch, at least the person I'm talking about. No, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm talking in general. I'm not, I'm not uh, doing anyone, absolutely no one personal, but uh, I'm saying, you know, in general, yeah, I mean, you're streaming for four people on, on, on Twitch and then yeah, streaming for maybe five or ten on, on Facebook Gaming. But is it really Facebook Gaming that worth? Um, I don't know, because uh, to be honest with you, I, I jump in and I watch uh, some of the streamers and everything from time to time, obviously, because of the time restriction and because it is easier for me to know when people are live in, uh, let's just say, you know, Twitch, because obviously I, I move around Twitch more often. So obviously I know what everyone is doing. So Facebook gaming, I think I know it's difficult, but if you get used to it, it's like Twitch at the start was super complex for me. And then I got used to it. I'm not super easy. But um, Facebook must be the same thing. Once you get used to it, it should be very easy. It's just, yeah. I don't think the platform is fleshed out as Facebook gaming is a completely different thing. I, I it's included on Facebook. Your name shows up. It's not really... Uh, I don't see any advertisement of Facebook gaming anywhere. It's literally nothing. Twitch is going all in with their own, you know, they got the merchandise, they got their stuff, they got, you know, their own streamers that like kind of like sponsor them on, on, the, on their YouTube or, or, or the socials and everything. So they kind of like, they have a really good structure already. Obviously, Twitch has been around for a lot of time. But that's what we used to see when we were on Mixer and we thought, oh, Mixer can do this and Mixer can do that. But we all know what happened with Mixer. You know, Facebook Gaming is trying to do... I, I see Facebook Gaming trying to do what Mixer was doing. And it's exactly the same what Twitch is doing already. With 10 plus years experience as a company. It, it, it really, honestly, it, it really it confuses me. Very much. It really does confuse me because I, I don't see Facebook doing nothing new. I don't see them implementing anything incredible or crazy. They're going for something simple. Yeah, copyrighted music. Hold on. Copyrighted music. Yeah. Again, who's, it comes down to who's making, you know, like it's just they, they tap into the content. Like, do you think, think about it, Bam Bam? What's the controversy right now going on and everything is the copyrighted music. It's been going on for a few months. Already. Yeah, it's been, it's Twitch, YouTube, yeah. Yeah, and they go and say, oh, you can play copyrighted music. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I think uh, the thing what? though, it comes down to again, trying to beat like Twitch or YouTube at their own game. Yeah. And Facebook is trying to battle both at the same time. Yeah. And I think what Facebook needs to do is try to come up with their own spin exactly on yeah. streaming and i don't think they should focus strictly on gaming streams i think it should be just like a straight up streaming platform same uh, similar to twitch it's like you have you know your categories you can watch people go about their daily lives you have yeah you have gaming you have music they need to involve more groups because whether we like it or not you know, billions of people, or like a, at least, you know, a freak ton of people are on Facebook, and they need to include that on their streaming platform. So I think t uh, starting with with Facebook Gaming, 
it makes very little sense to me like when you see what people would probably react more on facebook is irl streams or you know streams that are geared more towards like a general like a wide appeal music the, i think f- gaming should gaming should have come later yeah the fun thing is actually trovo which is also still a thing mm-hmm. also d live um but trovo i want to talk about trovo real quick I don't know what happened there, but uh, seemingly some creators left the Trovo platform because something happened there, and they came back to Twitch. Yes, they came back to Twitch. Okay. I don't know what exactly happened. Um, seemingly, what I read is something along the lines like, yeah, Tw- uh, Trovo claimed to be pro-creators, but they actually weren't, and there's just an in-clique of people getting all the advantages, and everyone is left out. And the other big thing they uh, did was art streamers and IRL streamers on Trovo have it much, much harder to get a partnership, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah. Because there are some fantastic IRL streamers on Twitch, and I would just make, not just look at metrics, but just make content-based. On Twitch, there's some guy... um, who is someone who goes out and just survives in the wilderness of Canada. And that's some great stuff right there. Why wouldn't you want to give that guy a partnership? It's pretty unique. He plays Bear Grylls in, a, in, a, in front of a live audience. And, and Trovo made it hard for, this pe- for these people to harder for these people to get a partnership which i don't understand at all if you want to avoid getting the um i'm gonna say the world and i'll probably catch catch flag for it but if you if you want to get rid of cam girls and just get rid of cam girls it isn't rocket science you can pretty much very quickly distinct a cam girl from an actual gamer girl yeah the thing is also, cliques happen everywhere. It's just an issue when it's clique that has, you know, power, sort of power over the platform. And yeah, it seems like Trovo essentially is that kind of, even like quick scan of Trovo, it just looks like Twitch, just, you know, green and black instead of yeah. purple. And they don't even show, I just checked, they didn't even show viewer count when you're browsing the website. No. Trovo Trovo is just oh my god, I'm gonna say it, I don't care. Trovo is just a bad version of Mixer. And Mixer was already a bad version of Mixer. <laughs> sure. I think Trovo has uh, potential, but I, I just think it needs more more time. I just give it a bit of time. I just wanna see. We we yeah, we'll yeah. see we'll see where yeah. it goes. By the way, at the moment Dr. Lupo is it's sponsored by Gillette. He actually does advertisement for Gillette. I just got an ad of Dr. Lupo shaving. That was a good view. <laughs> I'd rather have I'd rather have an ad where he uses a Trojan. No, I mean, it's oh like, God. It's actually, it's actually <laughs> has Dr. Lupo ever had a beard? I never seen him with a beard anyway. I mean Shroud came back with a beard. Yeah, well, you call that a beard. <laughs> you call that a it's few. just few poops on uh, 
This is Dr. Lupo. This is what, you know, not Dr. Lupo. This is what Sral can get as like me. There's nothing here. Sral, okay. you and me know we don't grow nothing here. Oh, yeah. So I, I'd probably be called Gandalf then. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you're Eastern. Throwing my opinion on things about um, cooking. I don't know. It's just, it, it's brand new. And I think it's been a bit uh, rushed by the people who created it because of the mixer situation. Uh, probably it was in the cook, it was cooking before, but it was kind of like rushed outside. I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's the problem. Like, if you want to make a platform like that, you just need a huge backend, financial, technical, and you need people that run that know how to run a platform like that. And these smaller platforms, I think, at some uh, to a degree, start with the idea. It's like, you know, people that made Twitch or YouTube made it big, but now you can't really compete unless you have, you know, backing that's on the level of YouTube or Twitch. That's why pretty much like the only platforms that matter at the moment are to a degree Facebook, Twitch, mm -hmm. and YouTube. There is like, yes, we can talk about, you know, Trovo and other smaller streaming platforms, but honestly, I don't see them lasting around long. It would be mm -hmm. great to have competition, but uh, you need yeah. someone, you mm -hmm. need someone big big, big, come in and try to compete with those three. Bigger, um, bigger than Microsoft. Like Microsoft was big. I mean, you all know who backs Trovo, right? When we are talking about big. Is it, yeah, is the, this... the corporation, the Chinese corporation. Tencent. Oh, Tencent. Tencent. Yeah. Okay. It's, then, it's then only it's owned by Tencent. It... it Maybe it maybe could. I am not sure. I don't. At the moment, I don't see Trovo going anywhere. Um, I hope they can make some moves. I have my reservations about it, just like Facebook, because if you say you have issues with Facebook and uh, data security, you should be very wary of Trovo as well, because Tencent is evil, just like Facebook. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and like, I'm I'm just putting that out there. So, I'm I'm very very of both of them. So that's why I still didn't make the jump. I could have had a partnership on Facebook actually. Were you a partner on Mixer? No. No. But I had the balls to write their department and say, guys, if you want me on that platform, I want a partnership. <laughs> I said yes. Here you go. I I think though. When it came to that, it's like that switch to Facebook gaming, like those offering those partnerships was because Facebook gaming was trying to get as many people on their yeah. platform as possible that had any sort of following, like didn't matter really. It's like, I don't want to diminish or anything. I'm just saying like, I think that was part of it. It was just like, just let's get everyone that we can. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. And I, I don't have any qualms or illusions about it. I don't think they said, "Oh my God, this guy is so great. We need that. We need him on our portfolio right now." I honestly think you do something different than no one else does. So, why not? Uh, that's that's okay, and thank you for that. But I honestly think they were just like Bum Bum said, "Yeah, let's just offer him the partnership so he comes up." 
they didn't care much for me as a personality, I think. After we had the... Uh, after I had the talk with Jelly recently and put also out a tweet about it, stealing content and everything, you might have seen that. I think if you if you offer me a partnership, you need to know what you get yourself into. Because at this point, I made my peace with the fact that I'm loud, crass, and outrageous. That that's That's the other thing that turned me really off. If you read the guidelines of Facebook, they're even worse than Twitch. Yeah, just, uh, just, just, just read that stuff. It's like, we don't want any stuff like this on our platform. And it's so broad. So, so there, there, was, yeah, there was a rumor going around, and I can totally see where it come from, that you can't even swear on stream as a partner. Oh, God. I mean, that's yeah. not a problem for me anyway, but... Um, yeah, you don't swear anyways. Um, but it's it's like, if you if you have, like, these broad terms, like, really, with a broad brush, I won't get... I won't go there. And if if I'm telling you their TOS is worse than Twitch, then you know what's up. Yeah, I mean, worse than Twitch, Jesus Christ. Twitch is bad already. And they, I mean, a lot of a lot of Facebook streamers uh, will probably be like typing now, and oh, you got it all wrong. Oh, this is that, and there's that. I don't care, guys. I do. I do care. I have to say, like I said before, even though everything I say and everything, uh, one don't flex, and you can play copyrighted music. I can listen to it as well. So, and you know, supporting creators. So, so. You, I hope Facebook Gaming gets big. I really hope. Trouble, Facebook Gaming gets big because that will create competition for Twitch. Competition yeah. is good for us. It's yeah. that simple. I'm I, I want competition because the more we go, the more people we have, the more people, you know, we, we grow. That will be one, make my, you know, make them compete between themselves, which will come into the benefit of us as streamers and viewers alike and yeah like you know it's like exactly what we talk about at the start of the of the show sony and microsoft there's a competition there's two the two big boys are competing for the people so they are coming up with ideas to reduce the prices so we can afford to buy a console it's exactly the same thing yeah, and come we... up with ideas of how to make more money as a streamer, or how to create revenue, or how to uh, get cheaper subscriptions and and I don't know bits and channel points and uh, channel sub points and so not... gifted points or whatever. Yeah, not only that, but also how to support you as a creator, as an entertainer, mm -hmm. to. Get more in touch with your audience. How can you engage your audience better? I'd rather have those tools, more of those tools. Twitch offers plenty already. Um, instead of uh, just having more ways to make money. I just, yeah. I just want my audience to be engaged. For me. Did you hear about BitBot, Val? I gotta tell you about that BitBot. No, I don't know what it is. That is a program... Where you can map certain um, uh, keyboard combinations to. Okay. Or mouse uh, combinations. And when someone pays a certain amount of bits 
then yeah. this will be activated. I've seen Tarkov streamer use that a lot because <laughs> they have like they have like stuff like all the four out of the raid where you then lose everything, but you have like to pay two thousand bits, and people actually do that. That's some great stuff for multiplayer games. No, I I gotta link you that. That's I I think it's a great thing. I we, can leave, we can leave that on on the videos as well, so they can say it. I think Everyone I've seen. I think I've seen actually one of the most uh, Need for Speed speedrunners use it where they mess up the physics of the game based on whatever bits uh, is being paid. So, you know, you have like cars flying or super small, super tiny cars or super big cars. So, yeah, it's a way to, I guess, to engage in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a new way to engage them, and I think that's great. And obviously, I will leave that in the video because everyone should know about Bitbot. <laughs> Bitbot is great. I think it's a great way to engage your audience. Okay, so that was it. That was our rant about streaming in general. I think we went from uh, Facebook Gaming's announcement of copyrighted music to mid-roll ads to streaming in general again so i think that that's actually a good thing uh bam bam would you mind if we talk or postpone bpm to next week because then yeah, we sure. could talk more in depth about it since you will be mia yeah you will be mia okay um yeah so then we wrap up the 23rd episode of the orchestra gentlemen Thank you for being here. Thank you for being amazing. And you all have a wonderful day. Lord Well, where can we find you? Well, you can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Lord Val Gaming, and also on Instagram and TikTok, uh, same name, Lord Val Gaming. And on Twitter, I am Lord Val Twitch, also on YouTube, Lord Val Gaming. And yeah, that's about it. You can find me on twitch.tv slash theorchosaurus, twitter.com slash theorchosaurus, Instagram, orchosaurus, and obviously also now on TikTok, which will be shut down soon, so get my videos there, kids, while you can. It's orchosaurus. And with that, I bid the FRL. Wait, bum bum, where can we find you? Or no, I don't know in your chat. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty frequently. Yeah, just because I downloaded a Twitch app, actually, so I'm going to watch you on my phone. Anyways, you guys and gals all take care of yourselves. You have a great week, and we will see each other on the next podcast. Good time. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good day, everyone.